Danny, if you were to do a Resident Evil style recap of the life of this podcast, so the way that Mila Mila Jokovic's character sums up all the Resident Evil movies at the start of every Resident Evil movie, except the first one, because you know it's fresh ground <laughs> that they're covering. How would you sum up the podcast in in that in that manner? I know I'm really putting you on the spot here. We didn't Ooh. plan this, so well, let's let's start. What what year did we start? How long has this podcast been? It'd be 2015. 2015. Yeah, there was a virus, <laughs> and everybody died. It was called. <laughs> the podcast <laughs> yeah it really Every, was everybody yeah. thought oh my god i can't wait for everybody to hear my opinions <laughs> and everybody's gonna listen uh we S- were the snowball mics had had a drastic <laughs> uprise in their sales <laughs> um and we were very unfortunate victims yeah, we got bit uh, by the yeah, bug. Of like, we should just start a podcast. <laughs> Our conversations, more people should hear. Yeah. <laughs> but you we got what? we got cocky to begin with because we thought we should do a video podcast. We did, which was more. Yeah, that was my thinking of like that would reach more people. But then you realize I hate it's that people. reliance on like other people. It's reliance on other people. Yeah. I also felt really unnatural with a camera. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like here, I can just, I can just fucking, I don't know. I can look at the floor blindly and just go, "What a great floor Scott Morrison has." And it doesn't. It's not a, it, until then it will, will never be mentioned to the audience. Yeah. Um, when a camera's staring at me, I'm like, I need to do something to perform. Yeah, I still find the whole concept of it totally bizarre. That like you can tell, like the second you hit record, it's like. Or even the second we put the microphones in front of us, like your demeanor kind of changes a little bit. Yeah, well, you greet well, me we are with still a grunt. having yeah, <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> normally yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Something articulate when the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, whereas yeah, and it's like you, you put the the microphone in front of you and just everything about you kind of changes, but it's still it's still like a relatively natural conversation. But I, we've talked about it a bunch of times. It's that weird thing of performing for an audience that isn't mm. here that I still haven't been able to wrap my head around. And I still can't right now. Like, you, I, yeah, this whole thing is bizarre. Podcasting is bizarre. But here we are. Yeah. What, like four years later? I know, we've done good. We're doing good. We've, we've stayed consistent. This isn't the final chapter just yet. No, no. It's not. It's not the final chapter. One day it will Stop be. Stop saying it is. Do you feel that we'll end more dramatically than Resident Evil, the final chapter? I have a, uh, <laughs> I have a horrible <laughs> suspicion that we'll do one episode. We'll go, oh, right, cool, see you next yeah, time. Yeah, and then it'll, and then then it'll just, never be another one. Then just, <laughs> yeah, it just suddenly, we just both sort of like, oh, we're busy, we're busy, we're busy. And then it becomes what, what should have been two weeks becomes two months. And then we're like, oh, just fuck it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> cancel the soundcloud subscription <laughs> yeah. stop fucking funneling 10 pound into that we're lying to ourselves it's like when you when you stop going to the gym it's like the the final part of like just quitting the gym yeah. is finally giving up the membership i'm in that right now because i i've i haven't been back to the gym since the new year uh but they've taken now the equivalent of 60 pounds from my bank account <laughs> um and i've yet to utilize any anything that comes with that 60 would you still consider yourself a gym goer i think you know what i think it is and this is 100 percent how they make their money is that i feel like quitting because look the thing is i used to be quite 
active at the gym. Hmm. Like I used to go a lot. Yeah, I had you a were pers- really good. Yeah, 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 I had a personal did. trainer and everything. I lost a ton of weight. But then I just got to a kind of point where I got a little bit too comfy. And then like my work hours and stuff, it's like coming home and then it's like, I got to go to the gym and you got to shower again. And that's like your, your whole fucking day is taken up. You know what I mean? Hmm. So I kind of, kind of dropped, like kind of dialed it back a bit. I think my worry is that if I cancel the subscription completely, I'll never get another one. Yeah. And it's like I've admitted defeat. But that's 100% how they make their money. They make their money yeah. off of people like me who have a, a membership and don't use it. They also make it hard to cancel. They do make like it I remember... they make You have to call someone, yeah. which is difficult. I also had like a huge fucking falling out with my last gym when I had to cancel that one. It was like a whole big thing. Yeah. That's like, a, that's literally the a Friends episode, isn't it? Where they have to go cancel the gym membership and every time they go there, they're And convinced. he like gets his friend to go down and then they end up both getting, yeah. Um, but like, I remember when I was part of the gym and I, I just confessed it. I'm a fat, bar- lazy bastard. I didn't want to go to the gym anymore. Um, but I had to... I think I'm pretty sure I had to go to the bank because I didn't have online banking at the time. So I had to go into the bank and I think I was in there to change my name. And I was like, by the way, while I'm here, you see that, what is it, like 20 pounds that goes to that company that I don't uh, utilize anymore? Yeah. Go stop that for me. (laughs) (laughs) But in fairness, I had to walk to the Clagsdale Bank. Yeah, well, that that was why my last gym got angry at me was because I canceled the membership. And then they were like, okay, it takes like a certain amount of time for the cancellation to go through. It takes like 30 days. And I'm like, it absolutely shouldn't take that because yeah. all you have to do is cancel my subscription. But they were like, it takes 30 days. So halfway through that 30 days, they took more money off me. Jesus. So I was like, fuck that. So I canceled it. And then my cancellation got stuck in this like limbo where they then started sending me letters every month being like, you know us, such, such money. Like, you know us, 40 pounds, you know us, 50 pounds. And I had to keep calling up and being like, no, I don't. And so I got into this huge fucking thing with them where, like, the the guy on the phone at the, like, company who de- he deals with the money was telling me one thing. The gym was telling me another thing. All this shit. Eventually, like, literally four months down the line, I called up again because I got another letter being like, what the fuck? And the girl who I spoke to handled it within seconds. Uh, like, I explained the situation. She was like, oh, can I put you on hold for a second? I was like, yep. Kept my hold. She came back on. She was like, uh, yep. Yeah, so uh, I've just corrected it. I've taken your name off the system and like canceled the the subscription. You won't receive any more letters like that you sorted. I'm like, why was that not the way it was handled initially? But it's, I think it's because they want to just fucking. They want to, they want you to give in and just pay. Them yeah. And just the pay the money. They want you to give in and pay the fine. Not so much like join the gym again, but they want yeah they want you to just give in and pay that money that they're saying you owe them. And I'm like I don't owe you anything. Hmm. I cancelled my subscription. You took the last payment for that subscription, so I no longer I now owe you nothing. Get off my fucking case. I'm not gonna name and shame them, but you know they run a lot of the gyms here. I'll say because <laughs> um, I know some people at my work have dealt with them as well. They're a bit of a pain in the arse. Except for the girl who dealt with it for me. Yeah. She was good. Yeah. But anyway, how did we get on to that? <laughs> so, Canceling so, SoundCloud, I imagine, is a lot easier. Yeah. Do you do you want to intro the podcast and then we can talk about the, the whole situation? What's up, people of Peopleton? Welcome to Second Opinion Movie Podcast. I'm Danny Jones. And uh, with me, my co-host, T-Virus Infected Clone himself. <laughs> Scott Morrison. I am a clone of the Australian Prime Minister. God, it really. God, that. God damn it! First of all, 
<laughs> what, I, what I'm aiming for is that joke to carry on until it like to carry on not being funny and then until it breaks through the third time and becomes funny again I, I'm not sure that ever will happen oh I bet it will <laughs> it's looking pretty bright from this side <laughs> I can see you look very proud of yourself um, that that was a that that was a difficult film to follow wasn't it like you were just like oh yeah Scott the T-virus infected clone <laughs> like I remember kind of halfway through this film or no it was towards the end um, and something happened and I was like wait why is she affected by it and you were like they've mentioned it about five times <laughs> and I was like really <laughs> I've been paying no attention um, so yeah if you can't tell by the, the title of the podcast episode um, we're talking about Resident Evil the final chapter will it be the final chapter or will there be more probably not but they're making another Shrek and the, the last Shrek was called Shrek Forever After so or the fi- no the last Shrek was called Shrek the final chapter wasn't it no I think it was called Shrek Forever After which does colon sound- the final chapter <laughs> colon does- there's no more after this don't worry about it it Christ. does sound very definitive you dropped your pen drop it's a little second opinion tradition of you to drop your pen the thing is earlier I nearly dropped it and I caught it and I wanted to draw attention to it but we were having a nice chat and well, so I did you're going to draw attention to something best use a pen yeah well that's how you draw nailed it you ever tried drawing with a pen it's not easy um I think Shrek was forever after, like, which is still a definitive title, um, but I don't think it was the final. What is what has had a, a definitive f- ending? Definitive ending, but then continued. Ooh, there's got to be something. I think Saw did it, didn't they? Yes, I think Saw did do it. I'm sure, like, number seven is called "Hey, It's the Last Saw," but then Jigsaw. They said you haven't saw it all, and then they. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was Saw 3D which is too many dimensions for that much blood in my opinion yes um, but yeah so I wanted to I wanted to do this because I've seen I'd seen all of them up to this point and I, I've hated pretty much all of them except the first one which even the first one it's like a lukewarm it's like a tolerance <laughs> it's not an enjoyment it's a tolerance um but I saw that they put the last one, the final chapter, on Netflix. And so I wanted to just... I felt like I needed to just finish the the, the saga, you know, of Alice and her trip through the apocalypse. Um, and who better to come join me than my good friend Danny Jones? That's me. Who... You think you've seen three of them, maybe? Three to five. <laughs> well, there's I think I've seen... five except this one. Okay, so three... Three... So let me run you Maybe. through. Let me run you through the plots, or let me run you through the kind of setting, because I don't know the plots of any of them except the first one. Let me run you through the kind of locations, and we'll see what is kind of ringing some bells. Right, okay. So number one, ding all, ding. So it's all set inside the hive, right? Which is the underground facility owned by the Umbrella Academy, who I called nope. Shield earlier by accident. Yeah, but... now you've, <laughs> you called him Shield earlier, and now you've just called them the Umbrella Academy. The which... umbra- <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Which is an entirely different thing than the Umbrella Corporation. I think my brain is just like, hey, there's so many so better it's, it's things. It's by Torchwood. <laughs> what a fucking pool that is. Who still talks about Torchwood? I don't even think John Doctor, Barrowman. I don't even think Doctor Who's John Barrowman yeah, he's he loves still it. talking about Torchwood. He'll fucking fight for his right to John Barrowman for as long as he can. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, the first one's set in a hive, underground facility. Uh, the the T virus has gotten out, but it's very much contained inside this this facility. Yes, and it introduced us to all the all the tropes of the Resident Evil movies. You got the laser wall. Uh, you got the dogs, zombies, kung fu. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was all fun and games. Michelle Rodriguez <laughs> was there. Yeah. Uh, number two, set in Raccoon City. Uh, right after the infection has sort of spread out with the hive. Um, number three is set in the desert. Is that ringing any bells? I think it's called Yeah, Extinction? I remember the desert. But I and there's a scene what... where they fight a bunch of crows. Very exciting. <laughs> uh, I have a vague memory of that. Maybe I've seen that one. Yeah. And then number four, I think, is called Af. Aftermath, which is just set in an inner city, just a sort of broken city. Okay. And I don't know what the plot of that one was. And that was the one that ended on the boat. Have you ever seen that? No, I don't remember a boat. Well, maybe I have seen it, but like, I, I don't remember it. And then the last one, I think is called, hey, it's us again, number five. Here we go. Batten for fifth. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's a... Sirens. It's fine. Hope. Hope everyone's okay. Yeah, I, d- I do. I hope everyone's okay. I was I was going to make a joke, but I was like, no, it's not time for jokes. I hope everything's okay. At the same time, I, I, I you know, bit of courtesy, you know, <laughs> for people recording podcasts. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't remember what the last one's called, but it takes place inside like a bunch of simulations that i think the hive has created for alice to work fight her way through and it ends and i think the biggest disappointment of this film okay i think there's definitely something serious going on because there's that's the third set of sirens that have went by but Mm -hmm. the, the, the other two didn't make any noise um the yeah, this it got one of those moments that really makes all this feel a bit pointless, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> They've given us some perspective. Yeah. Um, we should, should, we just, should we just should we just yeah. should we just turn this off and go out? Yeah. Um, I don't know what we could do, but this just turns into like an existential crisis <laughs> on the podcast. We could um, just help the victims by reminding them about the final chapter of Resident Evil. So the biggest disappointment with this one is that the end of the last one ends with they're in the White House. And they go up onto the roof of the White House and there's a huge metal wall around it. And there's like thousands of zombies and all these different infected creatures all trying to get into the White House. And it's like, this is where humanity is making its last stand. And I was like, so right now I'm saying, oh, banging, can't wait. When I saw that film in the cinema, um, I was like, this is a piece of shit and I hate it. I was so bored. And then it got to that ending bit where it kind of feels like they're starting to introduce a new plot line. And I leaned over to my friend that I was with and I was like, if this is not a cliffhanger, I'm leaving right now because I can't handle any more of this movie. <laughs> and it's only like an hour and 25 minutes or something, but it felt like an attorney. Luckily, it was a terrible cliffhanger. So it was all good. Got to go home. Uh, but a little bit upset. They do not carry that on in the slightest in this movie. No. Um, and I feel very cheated i think by yeah. that that we didn't get to see Do you white think house fight the director he doesn't even remember what happened in the last film so we we kind of 
we joked about it at the beginning of the podcast, but we talked about this when we were watching the movie. Um, this whole thing of uh, pretty much every Resident Evil movie starts with a recap of the other Resident Evil movies and Alice's story so far. And we were talking about, do you think they do that because they don't expect people to be re-watching these movies? Hmm. They expect that there's a certain crowd who will come see it regardless, but that there's very <clears throat> few people who are going to be like, oh, fuck, man. Resident Evil 6 is coming out. we got to sit down and watch the five <laughs> movies that precede this. Because we're masochists. Up. Yeah. And we don't like <laughs> our own bodies. Um, do you think that is, like, the element? Probably. Um, yeah. But there's... Yeah, because there's very few other... Other movie franchises that i feel start with such a kind of blatant like previously on resident but evil because most... that literally fills you in on the entire yeah saga so far and fills in some blanks along the way but it very much is like here's what happened in the other movies so that you know what's up but most um most franchises would have a bit more uh subtlety about it mm. like they would maybe remind you what happened in the previous films with like some dialogue cues and stuff like at the beginning of the two towers they're like well boy howdy this this remember the fellowship yeah. of the <laughs> and then at the return of the king and they're like do you remember those two towers <laughs> um, and then the hobbit was like do you remember the return of the king but that was confusing because the hobbit's before the yeah. fellowship of the ring so so do you think it's just that they're not creative enough to find a better way to do it or yeah. do you think they are treating it as this kind of televised serial i don't think because i think that they're more let's get to the meat of the film mm-hmm. they like they could sit down and come up with a more subtle way of like um uh trying to remind you what the story is but i think they're more like no, let's just go to an action scene and fuck it we'll put something at the beginning that just recaps it because mm-hmm. remember there's stuff like um even good films do it like what was um Dawn of the Planet of the Apes does it, where it has like a, a news news reports at the beginning that reminds you what happened. Mm, in the I first think I do film. remember that, yeah. And it's like a, just a bit clumsy because, I, but I feel like that that is another franchise, not not another franchise. This was confusing as fuck for a lot of it. <laughs> but um, with with Planet of the Apes, I do feel like the second one feels so different to the first one in terms of the the rebooted franchise. That I can't imagine them trying to thinking like, okay, maybe there'll be a lot of people who will come see this one without seeing the first one, so maybe we should just cater a little bit. Just also, give them some groundwork. Half the dialogue is like sign language. Yeah. So adding exposition to sign language probably must have been like God, you don't yeah. want people reading. You know? <laughs> we'll God go see a bloody is. foreign film for that. You know what uh, I'm saying? Oh. We'll watch Rome. We're already leaving. We're already leaving Europe. We don't have time for that shit. <laughs> um, but another thing that I was think, another thing I was kind of thinking about a lot with this one is that not only does this feel like the final chapter for resident evil i feel like this feels like the 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 closing of a book on early 2000s right yes so shit like this and like the underworld movies Hmm. and like there was a couple others i was thinking of when we were fucking like priest i know there was only one priest but like that film, like those kind of yeah, like early to mid two thousand action like, movies. Even mainstream ones have the elements that you'd get from Resident Evil, like uh, the original X Men films. Yeah, they have like a vibe of that sort of. There's yeah. like a there's it's not even it's not even necessarily I would say a bad thing they have, but it's very oh, much a sort it. of <laughs> drop my pen again. I'm sorry. <laughs> Call you bloody pen dropper. Shambles of an episode. Pen dropper Morrison. 
got you. Um, There's no need for those even... harsh words. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Second. Opinion. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even say it's a bad. I don't even know exactly what the tropes are. I wouldn't even say it's a bad thing. I feel like there's a there's a kind of look to them. Isn't yeah. There? Well, yeah. I do you know what it is? All like early two thousand action films look can be described as diluted matrix. Yeah. They all have a diluted matrix. Yeah. Look. Um, and including stuff like x-men which Mm -hmm. as like that era ends the x-men films come become like a lot more colorful and stuff like that uh but resident evil is still very much in that era it's stuck in that era of like using not only like a diluted matrix look but also using like cgi action scenes Mm -hmm. and uh mixtures of a lot of slow motion yeah i was gonna say fast motion um mythologies that kind of justify action scenes Mm -hmm. uh, a lot more than they justify like characters it's the early 2000s and as I say good films did come out of it Um, name one well (laughs) X-Men well X-Men I feel like X-Men's like a tier above that anyway because it was X-Men but it still was like a victim of Van Helsing I don't remember that one I do like I remember existed but I don't Mm. remember I don't remember anything about it. What about uh, Dorian Gray? All just hits. All hit the Wolfman. All things we think about all the time. I was just mentioning the Wolfman. I don't think would fall under it. Dorian Gray has like a slow motion sex scene, and it's very intense. (laughs) Um, Equilibrium. And when you're like a 13 year old boy, you're like, "Oh, this is a lot." (laughs) Even for me, (laughs) (laughs) a 13 year old boy. (laughs) Um, yeah, because some something talking about the action sequences with this. uh, So many of them are so mind-numbingly pointless and (laughs) clearly just filler yeah the whole opening action sequence where she's fighting a giant bat and it lasts i'd say maybe seven minutes it's long and it's it serves no purpose whatsoever (laughs) other than to kind of in fact not even like reintroduce the character because she's not doing anything interesting she's just fighting this bat You, you, you know you can she's driving a car she drives the car and she hits the bat and that's it. She doesn't. She doesn't do anything particularly interesting. Yeah, you know I mean? it's. Um... But it just goes on for so long, and then immediately after that, she finds a motorbike, um, and then oh, she gets cat. She gets like, it's a it's a trap, and th- that guy springs out of the fucking cardboard box, which is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, they spring a trap on her, and they kind of they she gets like caught on this kind of grapple hook thing, and she's hanging upside down, and they're they're they they, they start beating her. And then she does some kung fu and kills them all and gets out of it. Upside down kung fu. Upside down kung fu. She then gets on the... So she kills them all. She then gets on the bike and then gets knocked unconscious and then wakes up in the bad guy's lair anyway. So I was like, what was the point in that <laughs> in that little like kung fu bit other than filler? Other than blatant, like we need to hit a runtime. So there's a... You know what I mean? There's something that um, writer Dan Harmon talks about. And it's this idea that when you start a film um you the the person who watches the film naturally relates to the most vulnerable character mm-hmm. and so he talks about die hard and then the first time you see um john mcclain it's uh he's on a plane and he's feeling <laughs> afraid of like heights the rain in spain yeah <laughs> the rain in spain is a huge problem plus heights. Uh, for john mcclain <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> so like 
I like that the introduction in this film to your main character is she's beaten a giant bat. Yeah. Just wins. <laughs> just wins. Um, so you're like, yeah. Like... But then this isn't our introduction to well, Alice. No. This is our sixth. Yeah. Our sixth hangout sesh. Our sixth hang sesh with Alice. Aye. By this point, we're like mates. Yeah, we're pals. Yeah. We get beer. Yeah. On the weekends. You'll message them without like necessarily a real reason to message. Yeah. You'll like go, hey, I was just watching this. It's really good. She wouldn't respond, I don't think, though. <laughs> she has better No, she would do. respond, but she would like take a casual time. She'd see the message and go, oh, like, that's nice. He's, uh, she would do the thing. scroll down thing to read it so it doesn't say it's seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's looking at it on the phone and you go. She's got time to psych herself up a bit. Yeah, for what she's, she's like, write. I tell you what, in a couple of hours I'll reply to that because so, I want to sleep too keen. Yeah. No one wants to be too keen. That scene feature is the worst thing about Facebook. I hate that so much. Why has Facebook had to put the <laughs> that extra feature in saying that the message has been seen? Yeah, I know. It's just, brutal, to, it? it's just to encourage chat and it's horrible. Yeah. Especially but... when you get that message that's so long that you can't read it all without... You can't read all of it. And you're like, oh, I hate it. Because then you have to click on it, read it. And then reply straight away. What it should be is um, uh, message seen by Danny, and then your friend. Uh, then it comes up with your friend has seen that you've seen this message. Oh God! Danny has seen that you've seen. Oh God! <laughs> so it's just constantly like mounting pressure to respond. <laughs> yeah, and it's just Christ. a big chat of just like they've seen that you've seen that we've seen. That's a nightmare. I hate that bit of Facebook. And so, that uh, whoever did that did an evil laugh after they added yeah, that Yeah, they knew what they were Facebook. doing. <laughs> Let's keep all this in. Yeah. You're pouring your tendency into glass. You're doing a good job of tilting the glass. Mate, I am a borderline alcoholic. I've got very good <laughs> I'm pouring my cans Cause, of decanting. Uh, as a person who works behind a bar, when because as we do spell sell uh, bottled beer the amount mm-hmm. of times I see someone just keep the glass straight and then pour the bottle straight into it it's like why is it all foamy or like if they get a picture <laughs> of beer they get a picture of beer and they don't tilt the glass it's like just tilt the glass just just a just little tilt bit the glass. just delicately yeah just a little just you've got two hands tilt. most of the time customers have two hands a lot of the times in when I was in Europe um, right. a lot of the times they do just kind of they 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 they, they What's the what's the word you would call it? They they bring it back to the horizontal uh, vertical. Uh, horizontal. Wow, why am I getting confused right now? Vertical. Think horizontal horizon. And yeah, vertical is the opposite. They would bring it back to vertical pretty early, so you do get like a big head. Hmm. And then for a while, when I came back from Europe, I was like, I liked it like that. I'm going to do it. Yeah, that. I was about to say it's a personal choice. But it's not as great when you're doing it with a tenants. Yeah, it's nice <laughs> when you're doing it with like a nice, you know, German wheat beer. Not so much a can of tenants. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the people who just keep it vertical the whole time. It's like, why is my glass here foam? Fuck off. <laughs> That's what I say to that. Just tilt the glass. Um, so what? what is your... Because another, another one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about this was because they recently released uh, Resident Evil 2. Uh, the remake of the original Resident Evil 2. The video The video game, yeah. yeah. Because the video games and films are very distinctly yeah, different. Very distinctly different. <laughs> like, right from the get-go, there wasn't really too much of an effort, I don't think, to make 
the games similar the movie similar to the games as far to my understanding um this both the story of the games and the story of the films are happening at the same time just in different places really that's to my understanding because characters from the games show up in the movies do they yeah leon kennedy i think shows up chris redfield okay uh, but do they others zombies show up uh, that, I recognise that zombie. He's on the fourth level of the sixth game. You thought he could get past me? Nobody played um, the sixth game, Danny. It was bad. I don't know. I, this is a good time to say that I've mm. played some of what? Which one's the Resident Evil where you have to like defend the president's daughter? I think it is. That's four. Is that four? I've yeah. played a bit of four. Four's the best one, okay. I think. And it's, I think it's universally accepted as Which the best Which is the one. racist one? Five. Five's the racist Five one. Five was the racist one because the game is is set in, uh, I think, an African country. Um, and the, the issue was they put out the teaser trailer and it was Chris Redfield, a white man, shooting down hundreds of black zombies. Or I guess they're not really zombies in Resident Evil 5. It's it's like a whole kind of twenty eight days later situation. Yeah, um, but so, I think not long after that, they implemented a second character into the game, <laughs> which is your kind of sidekick who is a black woman, and that I think was to I genuinely think that was to kind of like kill some of the 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 controversy a little bit. Uh, it's okay. It's not a race war. I'm They're not just killing each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not one hundred percent sure how exactly true that is i'm not sure but i'm sure there was a whole controversy where she, she that character wasn't meant to be part of the game and they added her in later when they kind of saw the backlash and realized mm, mm, we might have made a mistake i remember playing a demo for that game yeah and uh I, I don't know when that game was released but i remember i wasn't like that that old i was like a teenager yeah and uh that sort of there, there's like a subtlety to that sort of uh subconscious racism um <laughs> that was very obvious to even teenage me yeah. of like well oh, this is like shooting all dodgy, the bees, <laughs> all these natives of this this african city and then going this doesn't this doesn't feel right this to doesn't me. feel right yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, i feel this is questionable at best people say that resident evil 5 is not a good game but I, I have really fond memories of it because I... You like killing black people. I do enjoy... You're Sam Rockwell from Free Billboards. <laughs> <laughs> and I get to live vicariously through Chris Redfield. Um, no, I um, I think it was one of the only games I've ever completed like fully on co-op. Okay. Um, I completed it with a friend of mine uh, from school. And I we used to talk to each other. I didn't have a microphone, but the PS3 you could hook up the iToy camera from the PS2 yes. to the PS3 and that would work as a microphone. So I used to sit with my iToy camera next to me and we would talk to one another using our iToy cameras. I, yeah. And we beat the game fully like online together. And it was great. Like one of the great gaming experiences of my life. I had a and when thing... I see people shit on it, I'm like... <laughs> man it probably is shit but you have not you, yeah but i have such fond you have memories a unique of it. Nostalgic i remember we we it. beat it at like half two in the morning <laughs> on like a saturday you know on like a sunday morning or saturday night or whatever you know um and i remember i was just being like buzzing that we beat it uh like just hearing him like scream like yeah 
blast like through our fucking eye toy microphones and stuff. It was great. Um, but I'm sure if I went back and tried to play it, it would be terrible. Yeah. But I had a similar experience with Battlefield Bad Company 2. I had a friend who also played that game. And we linked up and I used, again, the iTo- uh, iToy as a, a, a mic. And yeah. It, uh, it was really fun. It yeah. was the only time I ever really got into like an online shooter. Mm. Never really got into the Yeah, I'm not that. a big online shooter boy. But um, but yeah, so that that was something I'd kind of been re-watching. Uh, I've, I've been watching a lot of stuff to do with the new Resident Evil game. Um, and it kind of just weirdly made me want to dive back into the movies out purely out of this kind of, you know... Proximity. It's crazy to me that they exist, and they're you know part of the same franchise, but they are completely different and doing completely different things. One of them doing them relatively well, the other is the movie franchise. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just kind of I don't know. I've I've weirdly I went back and rewatched the first about half an hour of the first Resident Evil movie, and before I fell asleep, and um, right before I fell asleep, she roundhouse kicked a dog in the face. And I was like, "These are better than I remember." <laughs> while you were while you were watching that, I actually went out and roundhouse kicked a dog oh. in the face, like for real. But the thing is, is I'm that more proactive. That feels like, again, right off the bat, such a kind of misrepresentation of those <laughs> games. You know what I mean? Well, the games are horror games, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, that's they, to my they, understanding. They do a good job of building up, especially when you played them in the kind of PS One era when it was the fixed camera angles and it built up a lot of this tension hmm. um whereas yeah then you jump to resident evil which is kind of this sort of shitty matrix ripoff with zombies in it hmm. um but somehow even though it wasn't a very good movie and it i don't think it was received very well they just kept that fucking it has meat grinder churning it did endure like what what was that like i think the first one must have came out in about 2001 yeah it's and that one the last one came out in 2016 that's insane that's like one of the longest running franchises <laughs> ever presumably that, that holds like the same characters you are like the one actor and the same yeah. director the director did all six of them that's crazy it's unprecedented yeah he pulled it off no one's talking about it because none of them are very good (laughs) because i i've always felt like it it it, when you watch the movies or what i can remember from watching the movies is that he claims to be a fan of the games but what i really think happens is that his children are fans of the games (laughs) and every now and again he kind of walks through the living room (laughs) and sees like a giant man in like an executioner's mask with a big hammer and he thinks that's pretty cool looking I'll note that one down that's pretty cool looking and so you get to the fourth movie where they are just in this apocalyptic city and then all of a sudden there's this big guy with a <laughs> mask on and a giant hammer who is sort of meant to be part of the culture of the city that they're in in Resident Evil 5 it's like meant to be a whole thing where he is like the executioner and it makes sense in the realm of the story of that game but he just plucks that out and just puts it in his movie and contextually it makes no sense whatsoever like it just baffles me how they managed to make this many over this amount of time but they could they must make money Hmm. well they must have yeah and so this is another thing i want this is a thing i want to talk about because it confuses me and i did this so the last when i watched the last transformers movie not bumblebee 
the last one the extinction is that I what it was called the last night was that the, the last night that was it um the good strokes album <laughs> um it is a good stroke when i watched that i ended up googling who actually likes these movies like do you know anyone who completely unironically enjoys the transformers movies no but right? then that's as a person who doesn't speak about them right but then that they they continue to make money they make yeah. fucking millions and it's the same i assume with the resident evil film as we were watching it and there was kind of this you know in quotations emotional moment happening and i turned to you and i was like who's invested in this like who is actually getting their heartstrings tugged on right now you know what i mean yeah and it's that same but, thing we talked yeah. about of how no one is going back to rewatch these movies so they have to keep putting a recap like who are the people who who like resident evil the resident evil movies are their fucking jam you know what i mean like they are pumped for the next resident evil movie and they get to the cinema and it's half empty and they're confused they're like this should be this should be sold out <laughs> where is everyone yeah <laughs> they must have not told the yeah. press <laughs> that's the only explanation i can think of uh, i found read it on the resident evil movie blog but <laughs> of course it's there um i'll compare it to another franchise tell me that has a weird following um fast and furious right which we are a fan we of. yeah that's the, but yeah so this we is are, this okay this is the thing oh, you say you say your thing sorry i keep interrupting let's i i think it would be fair to say that we're not emotionally invested in the fast and furious that's what i was films. gonna say was that that whole um, thing I said earlier, if, if you can point me to a person who, like, unironically likes them. Because we, the we like them as, like... Like, we do enjoy watching them, but it's not because they are good movies. It's because mm. they're ridiculous, and we kind of go to everyone being like, I am genuinely excited to see how they're going to push this one yeah. next. And, like, we would have totally gone to that live show <laughs> if we could afford it. Like, 100%. <laughs> and also, if we didn't, like, stick out so yeah. dramatically. <laughs> Uh, what is essentially uh, like a destruction derby. <laughs> oh, it would have been so um, good. Because I, I spoke to someone recently, and I won't name them, but I spoke to someone recently who was talking about the Fast and Furious films, mm. and they said, oh, I don't watch them anymore because they've got really over the top. And that's... Oh, that that's the, so sad. That's the <laughs> anti-fan of yeah. the Furious. Because that's somebody who liked it when it was... About, about stealing the DVD players, or you, yeah, whatever. You don't. Do you want me to be totally honest? I've never seen the first two. Have you never seen the first? I've two? Never seen the first two. I've only seen from Tokyo Drift onwards. The first one is just a ripoff of um, that surfer movie. <laughs> stealing DVD players. Yeah. <laughs> is that like, what it's about? Yeah, they're, they're stealing something like that. It's something like DVD players. Like it's those were big commodities back then. Huh? Because uh, in the first one. John, not John Connor. Um, what's his uh, Connor? Vin Diesel. No, I'm talking about the Brian Paul Walker. Walker. Paul Walker, sorry. Yeah. His character. God rest his soul. Paul Walker's character. It's like it's it's a what's the fucking one with Keanu Reeves where he surfs? Point Break. Yes, it's just like it's a rip off of that because like Paul um Paul Walker is like a, an undercover cop. Yeah. Who joins the um uh criminal underground of racing yeah. and also we still dvd players 
and then he becomes friends with him and then like he saves Vin Diesel's life and Vin Diesel finds out he's an undercover cop and then like they just sort of like have a mutual respect to each other and they like nod and go away as mental because that <laughs> film is clearly never supposed to have had a sequel yeah <laughs> like not really they were just making that film uh, and it was like it's such a like it's such a just a bad film because it's just a knockoff and that, it's very I think that's good. my thing the reason I've never seen the, I've never sat down to watch the first two is because they do just look quite bland and like there's nothing really special about them and I would only be watching them as a kind of pretext we, we for should the do that at films some point. I enjoy we should like we, sh- we should at some point watch <clears throat> the first one as a retrospect of like bef- mm. like the whole but like to examine just how ridiculous the franchise if got we since could then. watch one and then watch the newest one like if we if we go what's the new one called Hobbs, Hobbs and, and Shaw yeah if we the day we go see Hobbs and Shaw <laughs> if we beforehand watch the first Fast and Furious movie and then just go fucking compare them and see what the <laughs> difference is that would be fun that'd be amazing yeah that'd be such a strange disconnect like contrast between, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but that that film had fans mm. and that fans kept that franchise long enough for the rock to join it mm. and for it all become fun and self-aware and stuff yeah because that first one's so sincere um and then like in the second one vin diesel's not even in the second one um it's about it's just about paul walker and it's it's mental to think how some people have dropped off the franchise because it's got too ridiculous because they started off in this place of like stealing DVD players and street racing and now they're the best crew in the whole entire world. Like, the world often needs saving yeah. by them. Um, yeah, so it's like, it's it, it does, there's a sort of, there's a strange sort of connection between Fast and Furious and Resident Evil because they've both survived like a long mm-hmm. time on films that shouldn't, like for a very particular set of people very much people who are more invested in action uh, than they are than plot. In, st- in plot i but, but i think resident evil has stuck more to what it yeah. started as do you think resident evil has become self-aware or do you think it's still no I, I i don't think so i something that really struck me when we were watching it was how how incredibly surface level it is i don't feel that there's any depth to that film in the slightest even when you're getting these kind of no i know but like even when you're getting these kind of revelations and stuff i was like there's just you don't feel anything there's nothing there's nothing to feel it's such like an inconsequential film but i don't think it has become self-aware because like that i that i don't think is ridiculous enough it to to you know what i mean to the okay. same extent that where the fast and furious films are so over the top now that clearly everybody's in on the joke except maybe vin diesel <laughs> but clearly everybody's in on the joke whereas that i feel like they are still just like yeah we're making the next part of this you know intricate story about clones and zombies that we're telling you know what i mean okay i'd see i, I don't even disagree with you i just i watched i watching that film there i was like i'm not quite sure if they are doing this with like a wink and a nudge, like oh, the only what we like. scene I thought that might be the case was when uh, 
for anyone who hasn't seen it, which is probably most of you, um, the the main villain has a number of clones of himself. Uh, all the clones think they are the act. They they think they are the the real person. The original. You know I mean? Yeah, the original. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, and so there's a scene at the end where the original is confronted by one of the clones, and they have that kind of scene of like, "I'm the real one." No, I'm the real one. And there's the kind of back and forth and. That was kind of the only bit where I felt like that was such a kind of, not cliche, but such a kind of Ooh. trope Trope that they were kind of doing it. See, I would actually... As in like a funny kind of way, because they, both, they were both acting quite over the top and there's a lot of dumb edits and stuff. But I don't know. I don't even know that seems like that self-aware. You don't think? I feel like he they, they really tried to commit to that emotional sort of they tried to commit to a surface level interpretation of the uh, existential crisis that clone must go through realizing that he's a clone and yeah. not the original i do think they go for that i think they want that sort of they want that reaction reading like yeah but there's just nothing like it got nothing out of me even when the, there's the, the at the end because it's revealed because that alice is a clone alice is a clone yeah which we know there's been clones of alice but we thought, I think it's always been implied that Alice was the original. But now we've in this movie we find out spoilers that she is a clone of an old lady of an old lady, um, <laughs> and um, uh, you know they they're like, oh, this is why you can't remember your childhood. It's because you fucking, you know, you were birthed into existence when the first movie started. So, <laughs> um, and so at the end once all you know evil is defeated uh they're like oh here here the old woman she gave you all her childhood memories so you can have all these memories and it's kind of i think meant to be this like emotional moment because well, it's it, the end to this it's character the emotional just, climax yeah, of six movies this arc that this this character has went through and i'm sitting there and i'm just feeling fucking nothing i'm See, nothing i'm laughing at it because it's so dumb i huh? did feel something but what i felt was akin to uh giving a dog a new toy yeah like, Oh, look at that! He's got, she's got all her childhood memories. Oh, because it, then it's just the film just ends, hmm. like it just stops, and then that's it, hmm. and then that's it. Like, like I said, which again goes to show that it's all surface level. There's no, there's there doesn't there's no real arc because even the filmmakers can't muster up a kind of impactful moment to end on. So it's just. Oh, uh, she, she, you know, they're like, oh, the virus, the 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 cure for the virus is airborne now. Uh, but it's going to take a long time to spread, so I still have work to do. And then three bats fly towards her, and and she smiles, she smiles. and that's how the movie. Here ends. we go again. And it's like yeah, <laughs> it's like what, what it like. Well, it's also the emotional climax that we're talking up here. Is uh, it, it, it's actually clearly been established within the last half hour of the last film because some character randomly says to her, um, or like asks her, oh, like as they're about to go into the pit, into the, the hive for the final time, mm. like, do you have any family? He's like, she's like, I don't know. And I don't remember. And he's like, how can you not remember? And you're like, it's a weird line. And then later on, it's like, the reason you don't remember is because you didn't have a childhood because you're a clone. Whoa. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> what a twist. And then 10 minutes after that, it's like, there's your childhood memories. So it's the, that emotional, mm. the reason it has no impact is because it's in the last half hour. Yeah. Like it's probably, I would, I would put a, like a fair amount of money on her having no childhood memories is never mentioned in the previous five yeah. films. That it was just at the end of the sixth film they were like, Shut Well, up. I do remember that the first 
film starts and it's like she wakes up in a she wakes up in a bathtub i think and doesn't remember who she is or like where she's kind of came from so they have established that since 2001 <laughs> or whenever this movie was made the first movie was made do you think they've they've had it all planned out absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not i think they did the first one and then they probably the, because the second one is still quite loosely based on the games um it's kind of loosely based on resident evil 2 uh and then after that i think it, it's just fucking whatever it's just whatever's going on chuck it in there chuck in some zombie dogs zombies the whole oh, yeah i don't know it's it's just it's just so bizarre that it, it lasted this long hmm. i mean i know it's been done for two years now technically or three years but it just baffles me that it, yeah it survived as long as it did because that's not a good film in any way <laughs> there's like one thing in it i liked which is the making her they, they when the bad guys capture alice yeah they do the whole thing where they you know like tie her to the back of the, the the tank that they're on so it's like she's like having to run with her hands tied and then there's just like a, a fucking sea of zombies chasing after her so she like just kind of yeah amount. so she just has to keep pace with this car in order to stay away from the zombies and i was like oh that's cool like that is a genuinely am- like amazing reveal, or not mm. amazing. Let's give it too much credit, but it's a cool reveal. It's inventive. That was like the one bit, because even like we talked about how they they bring the laser. The, there's a famous imagery from Resident Evil the movies, which is the laser corridor. Yeah, from the first film, they bring that back in this one, and so it's you know it's cool. It's like okay, that's always been a, a an amazing moment, and we thought, <laughs> and they're having that her and the villain are having a fight in this laser corridor, and you were like oh, wouldn't it be cool if they're having this fight while the lasers are going? That just doesn't happen. They just have a fight in the corridor and the lasers stop. And then also, in the, it's like in the... I, I know... This is my whole thing with movies like this, you know, where the, the villain could just do a, a very basic thing that would kill the hero, but you can't kill your hero. So, like, when, she, when he has her cornered in the laser corridor, he can just turn on the laser wall that is like literally just a wall of lasers and there's no way she can escape it but he just doesn't do that and then he gets killed he? and it's that like would, that, then the film what would excuse end. does he have other than but then the film would end like there's no you know what i mean there's no yeah. kind of like outside excuse there's no there's sorry there's no in film excuse other than oh but if he does that then we're fucked so we just won't have him do that <laughs> yeah um and i i thought things like the fact that we're on the final movie and they have this kind of big epic battle that's happening and the people that she's involved in this battle with we meet maybe 45 seconds before the battle begins you know what i mean so it's like these people are all just disposable it's like where's all these characters that have been in this franchise since the fucking beginning like it's not that i'm saying you should bring them all back but yeah you have six movies of characters that you could pick from and seven of like seven different characters from the different movies all came and found them found their way to this one place and yeah and then like because afterward like sure it would be convoluted but like who fucking yeah like it's fucking it'd be a nice the end of the resident evil franchise it'd be a nice farewell yeah instead of these six or seven strangers and Mm. then it's revealed that one of them is an umbrella spy Mm. but then you're like which is such an off-handed yeah like right as they're entering the hive the hive is like and also, one of you's a bad guy. And you're like, bum, bum, bum. But you don't like, you look, you hear that and you don't have a suspicion who it is because you're like, well, I don't know. They're all, I don't really know any of them. So they could all be bad guys. Yeah. Like if they turned out they were all bad guys, it's not like I'd be shocked or anything. 
Yeah. Just, just not not good. And I'm, I, like I said, I'm more just confused as to how the franchise lasted this long. But apparently, they're rebooting as like a TV show now. Presumably not with Mila Jokovic. No. Or Paul W S Anderson. Who? What's he doing now? What's he going to do now? What did he start off with again? He started off with something famous, didn't he? I don't know. The only other film I feel like I know he did was The Three Musketeers. <laughs> yeah, I forgot he did that. Which had Mila Jokovic in it. Yeah, well, they're married. She's got to keep... What's she doing apart from Resident <sighs> Evil? She's the villain in Hellboy, the new Hellboy. Oh, okay. Okay. Hellboy that doesn't look as good. <laughs> no, it doesn't look as good, does it? It certainly does not. We uh, need to talk about that. No. It looks quite early 2000s, do you think? The, the new, new Hellboy? Hellboy? Um, yeah, I guess I get... Well, I mean, it just looks like Hellboy. But it just but it doesn't not look quite like as good. As good, yeah. yeah. It doesn't seem like it has that that same production value. It looks like it, you know when you get like a film. It's like when you get a film series and they make a sequel, but they make it direct to DVD. Mm. That's what this looks like. It's just like oh, it's 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 a continuation. It's you know, but it's just different people in different settings. Does it not make you really sad that like they could have taken that money? that they've invested in this movie that I feel like no one is interested in and no one wants to see. They could have just taken it, given it to Guillermo del Toro and been like, look, just finish your franchise. Just finish your trilogy. Just make it. And then like, at least people like us would have got something out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? At least we could have had a bit of closure, but instead it's like, no, you get this, this fucking reboot instead, which just looks like it has no real kind of style or any kind of unique direction it looks to like, it. At least but then that's just from seeing the trailer like it's judging before yeah. judging a boot by its cover but i mean yeah it's still worth seeing just to see yeah i'm gonna see it good but, but i feel like i've made the mistake of i rewatched the first hellboy the other day and it was really good and uh like it's dated as fuck but um it still like holds up really well i think because of the amount of production value and like stunning directing that's behind it um and I'm worried that that's going to be a detriment to the new film even more because I'm going to go in and watch it and be like, but this isn't as good as the the originals in any way. So, so it made the apt comparison of it being like the Amazing Spider-Man, mm. like just just what? a reboot. Why does this exist? <laughs> yeah, a reboot that you're like, well, it just isn't as good as the original. Maybe so we'll get our into the Hellboy verse at some point. Well, maybe. Um, the yeah. Is there anything else you want to touch on for Resident Evil 6, the final chapter? Too many Resident Evils. The editing is terrible, incidentally. <laughs> Holy fuck. They love a montage. But like like a montage... Not a montage. What's the... Like, they love quick just... Quick cuts. Quick cuts. Especially around the action sequences. There's a lot of very quick cuts. Uh, they do that thing. We talked about it. They do that thing that annoys me in movies where something is getting close to someone as they're trying to do something. And it's getting closer at the camera, and then it cuts back to them, and then it's getting closer to the camera, and then it cuts back to them, and then it's right up at the camera, and then they manage to, you know, do what they're doing. They manage to open the door at the last second, and then it cuts back to the monster, and the monster is somehow further away than when it was right. You know, I mean, it does that right in the opening scene, and I was like, great, we're off to a great start. (laughs) Um, But it loves, like, a... It tries to do that whole you said it the Sherlock Holmes like Game of Shadows kind of thing. Yeah, the the where they hypothetical fights. Yeah. Which was just a nightmare to the senses. <laughs> I also didn't understand. I was like, okay, so are they robots? Or are they just enhanced human beings? I don't know. 
I don't know the franchise enough to be able to answer that for you. I think we did a decent enough job. Not in this episode, because this has been rambly as fuck. <laughs> but I think we did a decent enough job when we were enjoying the movie together of helping one another <laughs> to piece it together yeah. and understand it as best we could. I really do. The I'm C- proud of us, Danny. The CGI wasn't as bad as I thought it'd be for the I six truly terrible well it's it's no i'm not saying it's good i'm saying for a sixth installment of a mm. franchise that people uh, must be struggling to care about uh its budget must be depleting it does a good job of keeping a scope and having cgi that's passable how much money do you think they spent on this and then how much money do you think it made at the box office i don't think it bombed you don't think no i don't think so oh no it didn't at all yeah it had a budget of. It only had a budget of forty million. They did well on a budget of forty. That million. explains how they were still getting made, though. Yeah, because they were low Keep budget. Keep it cheap, and it made. And I don't know if this is worldwide or domestic to the United States. Uh, but it made three hundred twelve million. Well, oh yeah, three hundred twelve million worldwide, making it the highest grossing film in the franchise. Amazing. Fucking unbelievable. People really jumped in on that last one. <laughs> well, I've been at back and forth on the franchise. Yeah. It's had its ups and its downs, but I'm there for the final one, you know? Anyway, do you feel like you have anything else? Do you have any closing statements? Um, I felt like we sort of bounced around a lot this episode, but... I mean, what do you want from us? We just watched a movie, six movies into a franchise that none of us are invested in. It doesn't demand a deep analysis. It certainly does not. It does not. Not like Wake and Fright. It doesn't demand any sort of analytical mm. the themes the themes is clones am i right how are you feel we after wake and fright we're having a couple of beers tonight do you yeah. feel you feel beer, like man. you can get back on the have a beer mate because i was i felt the here. same as you the thought of a beer for a couple of days after watching that movie disgusted me a little bit i i felt like i associated sand with the taste of beer I don't yeah know, but because of like just how sandy yeah. it was in that film Apparently they um apparently they showed it at the Glasgow Film Festival. Did wow. you see this? Yeah. No, no I, I literally I had no idea. That but that would have been like what a coincidence that would have been. Yeah. Uh, or it kind of still is a coincidence. Um cuz a friend of mine messaged me and uh was was like, "Oh yeah, like you're doing Wake and Fright. Like I saw this at the Glasgow Film Festival." Uh and I was like, "I had no idea that was even a thing." Apparently they give out free beer at the screening, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Oh, um wow. but yeah, I was totally like had apps i was completely oblivious to that so it's just a happy coincidence that maybe some people saw that movie and then have heard of our podcast <laughs> doubtful obviously um, we're influencers cheers to that danny cheers to being influencers. um where can people find us people can find us if they were so inclined and so inclined to tell us about your opinion on resident evil 6 the resident evilist you can find us on Twitter or Facebook at Second Opinion at Second with a two. Good job, mate. Thanks, buddy. Um, no plans for the next episode. We, I mean, this one fucking came out of left field. I suggested this yesterday, so yeah. Let's see what about that? Eh? That's probably just do our usual some sort yeah, of just some sort of weird movie weird with film. like monsters. Probably. You don't have to have seen guys. You don't have to have seen you don't it don't to have enjoy to have it. it. We'll explain the weirdness of it. Yeah. And then you can go around telling people. We that didn't you've even seen it. break down the plot of this. One. <laughs> no. We didn't bother with that sort of stuff. Um, we didn't this even... has almost borderline been 
like just a chat episode yeah but it's had a through line of resident evil because there's a whole thing about 48 hours in this film and we've not mentioned 48 hours yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the film's tension is like on uh, surrounding the fact that <laughs> she keeps looking at her watch yeah that she has 48 hours and halfway through the film i did turn to you and go what happens in 48 yeah. hours <laughs> we had to google it <laughs> And you were like, well, she... But that's what I mean. She's got to get the antivirus. I'm like, yeah, but why does she have to do it in 48 hours? That's what I mean. We did a good job of, like, (laughs) keeping each other posted on what was happening. So we didn't, like... I don't know. We... We didn't. We didn't. We didn't really mention. Why it was we certainly. Try? It was certainly on, wasn't it? It was certainly on the TV in the background, and we had some thoughts while it was on. And we decided <laughs> to share those thoughts. Oh man! And it's the only one on Netflix, so you can't even jump into the whole franchise. You've no. just got that one. I like the idea of. You the... have to torrent the rest of them. I like the idea of the simulations in the fifth one. I'm sure. Yeah, it's no, it's shame. it's not good. Yeah, yeah. Sure that's the one shame. that I was like, I'm gonna walk out if it's not done in the next five minutes. <laughs> um, What's the closest you ever come to walking out of a film? The closest I've ever come to walking out of a film. I came pretty close to walking out of MacGruber. Which one's that one? That is the SNL film about their like skit character MacGruber. Okay, it's like MacGruber, like the bomb disarming expert. You ever seen that? No, I don't. Um, think I've seen that one. There's also. I came pretty close to walking out of the box, which is the Cameron Diaz movie, where it's like if they push the button on this box, I think it's like they're it's like they'll get a wish granted, but then someone, some random person somewhere will die. I think that's the plot of that. That's movie. an intriguing premise. Is that the plot of that movie? <laughs> it might not did be you actually, actually walk out yeah. I can't <laughs> no, I walk I've never walked out of a film I saw Cameron the only, Diaz the, and I walked out straight the away the only film I've ever walked out of was on a technicality it was Johnny English 2 okay. and it's because the projector broke down about 20 minutes before the movie ended and I was like I just don't care <laughs> I don't care <laughs> why enough. did you go <laughs> I don't care enough to hang around and find out hmm. if this gets fixed I'm just gonna leave and I actually had a friend of mine explain the premise the, the ending to me <laughs> on Twitter so, so it's like you saw it exactly um I was in the have you walked out of anything I don't think I've ever walked out of anything I like how we've sort of outroed the podcast yeah. and now we're having another conversation I don't think I've ever walked out of it I did come close um do you remember Black Hat Black Hat sorry did that sound like Black Cat mmm we saw that together. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to walk out of that. I remember wanting to walk out of that. That was, was how so... this like podcast started, basically. Was it? Well, yeah, because remember we did Hackers because Black Hat was coming out that week. <gasps> yeah! I wanted to keep it relevant, yeah. But we hadn't seen Black Hat at No, that we point. went and saw Black Hat and we both hated it. Because we saw it after... Did we not see it after some kind of event? I feel like we had definitely been to something and we'd had a few beers. Was that and then the we architecture to... thing? fucking was the architecture thing it was the weird architecture fucking talk that we, we went, went to because we went to talk. that like by a- not by accident but like we got invited to it thinking it was something else or we got invited to it because our friend's video was being shown at it but what we didn't comprehend was that we would have to sit through the whole like, event an event about architecture yeah which we was, know nothing about there was a Q&A at the <laughs> at the end where it's just like these snobby like so uh what architecture and the guy's like <laughs> oh, architecture and we're like what is this world <laughs> what is this world that we've and just and then did our friend's video it lasted like 
15 seconds. It was like, yeah, very short. And I was just sitting nursing, very well, well, very nursing well my fucking free glass of wine that I got. And I was like, fucking what have we done? So I think we, we came out and we were like, we need to make up this like kind of wasted night. Let's go see a movie. We saw Black Hat and then we came out of that and I was like, I want to die. <laughs> I was like, I, what a waste we, of we, life this has been. We came out and I was like, I wanted to walk out. And you were like, I did too. And I was like, well, I stayed in because I didn't know if you wanted to walk you out. You should have said, oh. Because it was just, I, I don't remember why, but I just remember Black Hat being mindlessly boring. Like we it was just, we could have done so much with that night and we just didn't. <laughs> it's just, Remember when we used to have that much free time that we could just yeah, waste we it? just fucking waste it <laughs> on a on a night that was terrible. You can't do that anymore. The video was well shot, I will say. Our friend's video was well shot. Yeah, good job. I doubt he remembers even. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was well shot. In case you're listening. <sighs> right with that, fucking eat J.K. Simmons, everybody. J.K. Simmons. We'll catch you next time. Catch you on the flip side, flip. baby. See you. Flip side. You'll see us then on the flip side.